This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. It's Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're live for another Law Talk. I'm sure some of you doubted I would be here because I'm all broke, but I'm here. <laughs> and so I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to like, follow, subscribe us, uh, subscribe to all our content. Uh, we're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. And then also we're on TikTok uh, where you can get some legal stuff, and Josh does dances. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I, do, I do not do dances. <laughs> and, uh, and then I want to remind you to go check out N.A. The Band. They just released the single Wonder Girl. It's free across platforms. You go check those guys out. It's Noah and Austin, and uh, their whole album is going to come out soon. But right now, Wonder Girl is available for free. Don't forget that Mason's... Oh, we got Michelle Allen first. Michelle Allen's our longtime sponsor. She's your go-to in the area for uh, uh, if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing, real estate, any of that. She's also a good referral if you uh, just need to know where to go in the area for professionals. And Mason's IT Martial Arts, located in Covington since 93, creating kicking lawyers, black belts, and champions alike. And yes, you can train there even with a messed up leg. Uh, there's other stuff we can do, so have a lot of fun there. And then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located here in Covington. Uh, I will be there after this doing trivia tonight. Probably won't be there next week because I have surgery Thursday, but I will be there tonight. So hopefully you guys come out, join us, bring your A game, and we'll get do some trivia. And then, of course, Masonite Digital Marketing. We'd be glad to help you with your online presence and accelerate your brand. Joining me today... He's a fellow that can rival me on running his mouth, oh. Mr. Marcus Houston. How are you doing, Mr. Houston? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, nice yeah. Well, it's good to see you. All right. You just got over a uh, class reunion. Yes. Yeah. Covington High School class of 1996. We celebrated our 25 plus one uh -huh. um, a couple of weeks ago. Had a great turnout and a great weekend. So the the class of 92, I think it was 92. Yes, they just had that They had their week. Saturday at the yes. cellar. I was there the whole time propped yes. up, and man, they had a blast. Yes, that's what they were telling me. A good friend yeah. of mine, um, Wesley Somerville, mm -hmm. and Thomas Chairs, and Christy died in that game. They were telling me, allegedly, that they are um, weekend mirror at the 96 one, so <laughs> we'll see. But I, um, I heard it went great. I was talking with Miss Felicia Mason. Uh, from over at the Boys and Girls Club, actually at lunch today, and she was telling me that they had a great turnout over there to mm -hmm. help with some um, community um, service projects over yeah. there. And she said it was really eye-opening for a lot of the alumni and graduates that are from Covington that didn't even know the type of work they're doing over there. So that gave them a chance to go in. And, you know, from that conversation, you know, as um, she was saying that several of them offered to donate $400 a piece. Mm -hmm. And like it was literally matching up as we were there, so yeah, ninety. Well, you know that's a good uh, that, that's a good avenue even for you to go. You, you, you give you've given me information before. You mm -hmm. and I have talked in uh, off off the air, obviously, <laughs> about things that I didn't know about, and yes. a lot of these classes may not know. Yes, mine the class of ninety seven mm -hmm. is Black Friday at the cellar. 
That's what they would so tell them. You could come hang out with us and t- well, keep you throw your pitch invite. and all that. Yeah, well, I know a few of you guys. I mean, yeah. we hung out with a few folks. Um, <clears throat> Eric Brent. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's Scott helping organize it. Yeah, um, and a few others. So there's a bunch. You know, Holly. Yes, uh, yes. Catherine. That's at the clerk's office now. Yes. And there's a lot around here that yes. are uh, still active from the class of '97. Yes. Faith Hayes, Washington. I mean, there's several of them. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, the exciting part of that, um, especially for where we're at in our community right now. It's very exciting to see a lot of folks from our generation. Mm-hmm. You know, as my dad, as my son tells me all the time, he says, Daddy, um, you're a middle-aged man now. Tupac has been dead almost 30 years. <laughs> and before I could argue with him, I was like, yeah, you're right. So it's saying that, you know, I think we're at the ripe age now. A lot of us, whether it's the class of 92, 96, 97, whichever class, um, we're at a point, we're fortunate enough that we are older mm-hmm. in body but still young in spirit and we're mm-hmm. just in my opinion at the right time right now mm-hmm. um, that we really can not only in our personal lives but have a lot to give to this community yeah well we're at a point where maybe some of us have maybe some extra funds to help support people uh, i didn't want and to that, talk on other folks I mean, pockets but we might have a little bit of discretionary true. yeah yeah <laughs> right. so you know instead of going and buying uh, you know like i use my money the discretionary money people mm-hmm. dog on me because they think that i think people think i have more money than i have because i don't have tons of money <laughs> most of my money goes into the businesses right, people right, don't realize right. in small business a mm-hmm. lot of that eats up your money yes it does but i do buy watches comic books things like this I don't need. And that's why this year, and I haven't figured out what I'm going to call it, but this year for Christmas, I was just talking to my son about it. We decided to not do Christmas presents. Mm. What we want to do is find a couple of families in the community that can benefit from it. And instead of going and buying each other presents, I'm just, we're just going to kind of uh, share it amongst ourselves to buy the family presents specifically for the kids. Yeah. Cause man, I don't need more crap, you know? So tell everybody uh, what you do now. Like what your right. what your what, what your day I consists do? of. What do you do? What do I do? All right. Well, for those that don't know me, introdu- introduce me. Marcus Easton, proud alumni, covered the high school in 1996. Um, I, this is now finishing up my 22nd year, going into 23 years in public education. Um, 20 of those years in some form of admin role, and um, with that, I've had multiple. Um, roles in various parts of Tennessee and various parts of the United States, which has been a blessing um, to gain a um, um, wealth of partnerships and friendships and opportunities to grow and to learn. So I share all that in context, the experiences I've had um, throughout my career, not only in West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and parts of Texas, and throughout the Southeast, um, has sort of prepared me for what I'm doing now. So my official title with uh, Tipton County Schools right now is Workforce Development Coordinator, and then I also work with a lot of um, different community partnerships as well. So in a gist, um, I'm sort of a middleman for a lot of different um, 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 organizations as we look forward to the great opportunity that's um, here in West Tennessee. So let me back up a little bit before I go more into my um, job description and work. As you, Unless you guys have been on the rock, um, we found out around this time last year that Ford Blue Oval City, uh, Ford has made their largest ever uh, vet investment um, in clean emissions, carbon-free, um, highly technology-driven, most innovative investment um, at the time in automotive history. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, that investment um, is, depending on which metrics that you look at, that Ford Blue Oval is expected to bring 6,400 jobs to the area, anywhere between some reports a little bit lesser than 6,000, 6,400. And then attached to Blue Oval City 
is a Korean-based electric battery company called SK Battery, mm -hmm. and they're projected to bring in anywhere between two to three thousand jobs. So total, you look totally, you're roughly looking at a little bit northward of nine thousand. Mm -hmm. The total investment is expected to bring thirty thousand jobs mm -hmm. throughout West Tennessee, the region. So I'm really quick um, to. Um, just share with folks that as workforce development coordinator, um, yes, we have a um, landmark um, opportunity as far as that investment going is going. But my job, our job with Tipton County Schools is not only to prepare a workforce for Ford, mm -hmm. but to make sure that we're meeting the multiple pathways. Mm -hmm. That's it, um, and, and part of this investment, which will include um, infrastructure, police officers, firefighters, EMTs, teachers, healthcare workers, um, real, um, realtors, mm -hmm. retail, uh, cooks, cosmetology, um, construction, you name it, all of these things feed. If you have 6,000 folks in your area, mm -hmm. um, that's going to open up opportunities. So sure. what we want to do is make sure on my end with Tipton County Schools, I work with our middle schools and our high schools to identify strong pathways for um, careers and to also create based upon what the job market is showing us and um, the shifts we have in society to make sure that we're creating and sustaining multiple pathways towards success. Mm -hmm. um, when you and I were in school, and I call it the big American myth, um, educational myth, for so many years you, we were drilled that in order to be successful, you had to have a four-year college degree. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of good folks now that are successful as entrepreneurs and other things that did not go to a four-year school, but still battled that stigma mm -hmm. of not having your master's degree or your bachelor's degree. So I'm happy and we're very blessed to be a part in my career with all these opportunities that are coming not only in West Tennessee, but throughout Tennessee mm -hmm. um, as far as um, innovative manufacturing and businesses. Um, to be at a point right now, the demand uh, and, 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 the, and the research shows that that's the ultimate lie. There, you can eat, there are tons of opportunities um, from your trade schools to your TCAT to your community colleges, entrepreneurship opportunities. So working with that data and um, uh, working with four new generation learners, um, 21st century type STEM manufacturing, um, innovative production, taking all of those um, ingredients and making sure that we are, like I said, creating those pathways that, hey, if you want to go this route, TCAT may be your best bet. If mm -hmm. you want to go this route, um, four-year may be your best way. If you want to go this route, the military might be that way. Mm -hmm. So making sure that not only we're creating those, but we are crystal clear and communicating those to the students, parents, and to the community as well. Yeah, and you brought up something on the Blue Oval City, and I'm sure you're aware of this. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if the viewers are. But, you know, Ford has a requirement, and they previously have, and I'm sure they will in the future, that if they are, you're a supplier for them, yes. you have to be either on site or within a certain distance. Yes. So what that means is it's not mm -hmm. just those jobs at Blue Oval City and the SK. It's going to be uh, residual the yeah, jobs that come up. All those people are going to need, like you say, they're going to have to eat. They're going to have to sleep. They're going to need lawyers. They're going to need teachers. They're going to need <laughs> doctors. It's, all the, so so, you know. There's a couple of other areas uh, in the South that have had some investments yes. similar to this, but yes. not to this degree. No, this and you've it. seen how it's just completely changed those areas. Yes. And so we are at a whole nother level of investment from this huge corporation. So I just don't know that people still have any idea. You know, they just approved that um, 
uh, we call it subdivision. Yeah, it's forty in, acres behind um, Charge Academy. Yeah, Sports and that's Flex. that's just a start. They got something similar in <laughs> Millington and Atoka coming. Yeah, <laughs> I so mean, I mean, uh, in the, bucket, in the next five years, it's going to look completely different. It will. A lot of the training that I do, I mean, besides working, as I said, I work with multiple different um, organizations. Besides working with Tipton County Schools, I also partner a lot with TCAT, Dyersburg State, the TBR, Tennessee Board of Regents Schools, University of Memphis, UT Morton, TSU, you name it. And I also do a lot of cross um, county, cross regional trainings. Mm -hmm. And one group that I work with is um, the UT. Um, centers of industrial services mm -hmm. and we meet in um, multiple um, hotbeds for economic growth in Tennessee. So my first meetings were, let me cut this off, my first meetings were um, in the Murfreesboro area. Mm -hmm. So I get I had a chance to plan a lot with Rutherford County government, um, Williamson County, Metro Nashville. In two weeks, our next um, um, convening will be in Knoxville, mm -hmm. and we get to partner with them in parts of Chattanooga. So when working with these different pieces, from my end, um, I'm able to partner with Chattanooga Hamilton and say, hey, look, when Volkswagen was coming in, what were some of the things that 10, 15 years later that you can, this worked, this, this didn't work? Mm -hmm. And working with Rutherford County and working with Nashville with the Nissan investments, hey, what worked, what didn't work? So in saying that, um, in my opinion, best case scenario, um, with proper leadership and vision, uh, Tipton County is primed to be similar to Williamson County mm -hmm. in the next four to five years. Yeah, starting the next four. Or five I agree. Years. I agree. I agree. Leadership the metrics are there. Leadership's yeah, important. You got to yes. have people that are progressive thinking because growth's coming one way or the other. And yes. I've been saying this for months. We're either going to get a bunch of check cash in places and liquor stores, and I'm not knocking liquor stores. I thought about opening one, ah. but I, but at the same time, there's a certain kind of growth that goes with that. Yes. You know, and you have to be strategic in it. Yeah. So, you know, different ones mm -hmm. that I have uh, been blessed to plan with so far. You know, I think we all are agreeing that hey, look, growth is coming here, but we want to make sure we grow it um, aligned to mm -hmm. our community values. Another thing I wanted you to speak on that I didn't know existed until you did the training at the chamber mm -hmm. was that, uh, and I can't remember if it was a portal or how to get access to that information, but all that information that you have on all these students. Yes, yes, yes. You said even more so than your own kid, that, yes. that your kid get that access from their schools. So yeah, school tell, tell us about that, School Links. So School Links, school links is a new digital um, dashboard um, to break it in layman's terms, or as my son say, middle-aged people terms. <laughs> It's basically you take um, Facebook, social media, and you blend that with college and career readiness. So as part of school links, Tipton County right now is one of two districts in the state that has access to this. It's Tipton County, Metro Nashville is um, bringing out a small dosages. Uh, we did training throughout the summer at Vanderbilt with the largest economic um, school districts in Texas, Chicago, um, New Jersey, New York, and outer parts of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So with this, when you look at workforce development and even economic development, proper leadership, you don't want to accidentally get anywhere. You want to be strategic in your planning. So with this dashboard, um, now all of our Tipton County students, middle and high school, now have their accounts up. And it's basically like social media. So the kids go in, they create their accounts. And based upon that, there are multiple metrics that are brought together to help students and their parents make the best college and career decisions. So, but it's all based upon grade band. So for mm -hmm. our middle school students, it's more about 
exploration. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what kind of things do you like? What are your learning habits? What, what, um, what's your personality? I mean, kind of soft, mm-hmm. not just drilled down, but kind of giving you an idea. And recoupled that with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, West Tennessee Career Expo, uh, Prospect. Um, Prosperities, pathways to prosperity. Yeah, I was in it the first yes. year. The first year. So I missed last the last year we year. had. I just returned to West Tennessee last year. Man, this was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. The kids and, loved it. Yeah. So, and we'll have another one in um, the spring as well. So mm-hmm. basically, taking those experiences and which is tangible to students, along with the different functionalities of school links, and taking that data to better um, prepare our students to make the cor- correct. Uh, course um, selections when they mm-hmm. register for high school. So when we talk about those pathways, um, when we were in school, you had the university pathway or you had to go straight to work, the mm-hmm. industrial pathway. This is similar a little bit because what I find out the longer I've been in education and been in leadership, a lot of things that we did in the past really worked. Mm-hmm. They just went away from it. So in this case, Taking that information and strategically talking to the student and parent. Let's say, for instance, I want to go into nursing. Well, when I even 10 years ago when I was principal at Covered High, we had students that thought that you had to go to UT Knoxville mm-hmm. to become a nurse. When actuality right here locally in Covington, Tipton County, we have TCAT. They have a 12-month program now, accelerated program. And then you have programs at Dyersburg State that are 16 months. Mm-hmm. So instead of going way to UT Knoxville, accumulating debt or MTSU or whatever, not knocking those institutions, but making sure that we let our folks know that, hey, look, a lot of these things that you are pathways that you want to pursue can be done locally with a fraction of the cost, graduate with zero debt, and able to get out quicker um, to, to, to make money. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've been doing this long enough. Some of my students that have gone through the Dysburg State Program, traveling nurses now, they were making upwards to twelve thousand dollars per week. Yeah, week as a yeah. Were nurse. you Josh? Was he your principal? Or, or was you, it my, kids? my assistant? Yes. Assistant principal. Yes. They were yeah. part of the yeah. first years, <laughs> and um, because Josh, you were what old ten? Oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh nine. Yeah. So he yeah, was that first year. So by the time that oh eleven and oh twelve, when the score prizes and you know, all mm-hmm. the accolades, U.S. News and World Reports, we had had that shift. Mm-hmm. By then, and at one point, um, I think my last year up there, we had 72% of our students graduate with 3.0s and above. Yeah, no, you were killing it. I remember. No, we, I don't like to say I was blessed. Well, but it's leadership. Well, man, so that's part like, of I had it, great teachers, great assistants. My uh, kids my kids were there under you. Uh, one or two of them were anyway, and they all liked you. Yes. They all enjoyed Well, you. thank you, but I just, anybody, I just, I, we were blessed that I was blessed to have students that trusted me to lead them. And then a staff as well. What was it like being a principal? Because you were an educator, right? Were yes. you So you went from a teacher. Because I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking <laughs> about, I'll tell you who I was thinking about. I was thinking about Ayana. Yes, Miss Dow. So she is, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Dow. She is now what, Austin P. Yes. Principal or assistant principal assistant or something principal, like that? Yes. And so I've known her. She's a year under me, and I've known her my whole life. And she was friends with my, my, my first wife and, and my wife now. Anyway, she's a great person, yeah. right? Getting great for the community. Yeah. But I was like, it, as an educator, is that how it works? Like, you were a teacher, and the goal is to be a principal, and then what is it, board? And, and obviously, you've jumped into a different position. Yeah. But what? How is it? How does that look at? How does that feel being an, an educator? The difference from being a teacher day to day to going into administration. Well, back eons ago, when I started in two thousand and two thousand one, um, there were limited opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. So it was either you teach, you become a head coach or you go into admin. 
And but now as um, society as a whole has evolved, I mean you have all types of opportunities now. Academic coaches, there's learning loss coaches, title one, blah, 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 blah. But during the olden times when I went through, I actually only taught school for two years. Mm-hmm. And um, I was blessed with an opportunity in 2003 um, to become an assistant principal at Crestview Elementary. So mm-hmm. I've been an administrator, elementary, middle, high, board level, little bit of everywhere. Um, and so you ask me, what's, what is that like? I mean, man, I think, I don't want to give a cookie cutter answer. Because I think... Well, well here's I'm why sorry, I, here's why I ask you. No, I don't mean okay. to interrupt. I'm just, no, no, there's no, a no, reason fine, I ask. One thing I have found interesting in, as I advance through life, too, mm-hmm. is, you know, we're all um, sort of subject to our perspective. And our yeah. perspective is based on our experience. Yes. And as an example, when I was a deputy, I was mm-hmm. a patrol deputy for a long time. And that was the guys that are in the car going around stopping the cars. And I, I had a sergeant or a corporal above me. And then they had brass above them. I was the arguably the slick sleeve low man on the pole, but I was, uh, I had a different perspective when I was the deputy and there's certain things I would yes. complain about mm-hmm. that then I didn't understand till I, cause I became a sergeant. Yes. And when I became a sergeant, all of a sudden now I had to handle these guys, their payroll, I had to discipline <laughs> them. And then my perspective shifted. Yes, it does. There were things that I didn't anticipate or see. Yes. So I was just curious if there was that kind of shift from being oh. teacher to admin. Oh yes, man. Yeah. So I even take it a step further than that, Jerry. I've held every job in public education except superintendent. So when I was a UT Martin undergrad, I was actually a custodian mm-hmm. during the summers. We clean up UT, not UT Martin, Martin Westview, mm-hmm. paint, et cetera. Then I would come home on holidays. I was a substitute teacher at um, Crestview Middle, I mean, not Crestview, covered the middle school at the time. Mm-hmm. I've been a, just about coached every sport, referee, assistant principal. So literally, as you, if you look through my resume, I have worked at every capacity with the exception of being the superintendent and I have zero desires. I refuse mm-hmm. to, to even take a superintendent's <laughs> licensure test because I just, you know, but so when saying that, yes, there are different lenses that if you go through that, I really think help bless me mm-hmm. as a leader. Sure. Because when you look at the experience to like, I knew exactly what, how my custodians felt because I was a custodian. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly how, the subs felt because I was one teacher, et cetera. So hopefully as I'm um, heading into year 23 of leadership, um, I've been very blessed to be a part of some great teams. Hopefully those experiences gave me a perspective and a sense of empathy, but yet a added, cause I'm really big on accountability and pushing folks, mm-hmm. but I really felt like that helped me to frame it up to the folks that I had to push and encourage. Sure to be empathetic or make it relevant mm-hmm. and it didn't come across the wrong way. It makes sense that doesn't make No, sense. it does. I mean, so, it, and I think in leader, leaders in general, the more diverse a background can often be good. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason, and I'm not tooting my horn, but I'm a really <laughs> good defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is because I was a cop so long. Right. So to me, I saw both sides of the mm-hmm. coin. And even now when I cross-examine law enforcement officers, I'm very aggressive with them, but it's because I did that job. Right. And a lot of them come afterwards to me and are like, hey, how can I improve this or did mm-hmm. it do this right or and I try to work with them on it but my point is I think that that experience is very valuable it's it's almost invaluable um to be a good leader in in different positions and I say it because I'm sure right now maybe even watching I don't know there are going to be some teachers and I I know that at that level they'll fuss about admin doing this or that or the other it may not have the perspective of what you have to juggle when you're in those positions I was just curious about it well it's a lot I mean budget 
Do you have federal policy, state, mm -hmm. LEA? Uh, what I loved about the Covington job, I mean, I've had multiple jobs, but I used to always joke that to me, Covington High was a mixture of O'Bion County and Melrose High School put together. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you know what, Jerry? I loved every bit yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Because, man, during those times, and my former students would tell you, um, and this is how I, I feel as I grew as a leader. When you can create the critical mass, and critical mass, you rarely have 100% people going in the right direction mm -hmm. or the same direction. But if you can get like 60, 70% and doing those years, man, read, it was Charger Nation. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of that's honestly when Charger Nation was birthed mm -hmm. during that time. And it was just an awesome thing to have so many folks from diverse backgrounds. You may have folks from um, Burleson area. The sub, mm -hmm. the projects. Um, well, you may not be able to say and, it. And but to you, bring them all together, you, man, that was awesome. Yeah, you had white folk, black folk, rich folk, poor folk. So, so look, I had it the was chance. Awesome. I the, had, the expectations I, were the same. As my kids got a little older, I started to get to where we had the chance for them to maybe go to private school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was never an option for me. Mm -hmm. Because I was, I'm Covington High alum just like yeah, you. And look, man, you've got to learn in real life how to deal with all kinds of different folks. And folks was, from different backgrounds. Yeah, that was a great experience. Yeah. So, like, going back, something I was going to tell you. So, Crestview Gents. Yes, yes, Which was yes. a big part of my middle school growing yes, up. And, yes, man, yes. look, when I was in kindergarten... I saw the gents. Pro I vividly remember it. It was a homecoming right. game at the high school, and we were in there. I was in kindergarten, and I remember I saw, I think it was Seton Enos at the time, mm -hmm. was on it. He was a white boy, mm -hmm. and that's so why I identified with him because mm -hmm. the white boy is fine, right? And then uh, he was out there with uh, the whole whole team, and, man, they were the coolest team. They were. And I told my mama right then in kindergarten, ah. I was like, I want to do that. I right. want to be a Crestview gent. Yeah. So then fast forward. I'm blessed by Mr. Russell to get on the team there, and I was on it for – I was a bodyguard one year and then <laughs> on it for three years. Remember, the bodyguards were standing. Yeah, Y'all were cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, look, let me tell you, to this day, that was uh, one of the best experiences I've had in mm. being around a real diverse group. Yes, yes. And there wasn't there, – there was no racism towards me oh. or the other way around. I remember going to Jeff Hill's house, and I'll yes. never forget, man, we didn't there to practice, and his mama had that heat up. Yes, I don't know what him. it was about being in a brother's house, but he had that heat up. Yes, and yes. Uh, I remember I was, they asked me, you okay, baby? Because I was sweating. Right. And then we go out there and practice, and then we broke bread together. Yes. My point, though, is uh, if you avoid, especially in the developmental stages as a child, mm -hmm. I think that's where we start to get a biases is because there are biases I think people that didn't have those experiences mm -hmm. to me have as an adult mm -hmm. that I broke through as a kid because I saw, look, man, he's got grandma just like me. He's got a mama loves him just like me. You know, he's going to eat and do everything just like we're not as different as people, you know, a lot of times want to push point back it out. with you. Oh, yeah. I even I have the opposite end of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm very blessed. I have a great mother and father, my sister, Mia Houston, my brother, Marlon Houston. We've been blessed. But those that know, no, my parents had me early in life. Mm -hmm. I was born to teenage parents. Mm -hmm. So, um, my origin. Is 324 Bledsoe, mm -hmm. quote unquote, Black Bottom, mm -hmm. and 750 Best Street. That's where my sister and I spent our entire teenage years and college years. Mm -hmm. Now, Marlon, we joked with him. By then, mom had went back to real estate school. Daddy had went to fire. He was with the Memphis Fire Department, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And they moved out to Mount Carmel. Yeah. But with saying that, it was, I had the total, I, so I grew up in the quote unquote hood, mm -hmm. 750 Best, 324 Bledsoe. But when I went to school, I was in what was called the optional classes back then mm -hmm. at um, Covington City School. So oftentimes, I was the only 
minority. It may have been literally mm-hmm. four or five of us. Was it like the challenge classes? Yes, that was, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great, but it was an optional program. So a lot of my great friends now that's part of our reunion, we literally went through kindergarten and first grade, mm-hmm. and we are lifelong friends now. So in saying that, um, at school, I was the only minority in the class. Mm-hmm. So shouts out to David Warman. Uh, Shouts out to D.W. Blakeman, Shane Elam, Landon Morgan. I can go through a whole bunch of my guys that um, um, Jason Turner, Trey Harris. When we were in school, we didn't see that. We Mm -hmm. did not see the color piece. So I would go over Trey's house or I would go over uh, Keith Stewart's house, J.W. Stewart, different ones. And we loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. We loved Rambo. We loved Nintendo. We loved pizza. And we honestly sounds like my childhood. That was our childhood. (laughs) And we loved Thundercats. We loved He-Man. And we honestly didn't see that. So when I would come home, and then they would come over my house. You Mm -hmm. know, they were like, hey, come over to 750 Best. I remember David Warman Mm -hmm. dropping me off. And, you know, and it was just, I I, I honestly, thank God I never really had to experience that. And I don't feel like they were just putting on the front because they were at my house or I was at their house. I can honestly say, and even it shows like even on our class reunions, we don't have that vibe. Yeah. So in saying that, that experience was a blessing. Even when I returned to Covington High School as um, 2008, 2009 as principal, that experience that I had, I loved high school. We loved high school. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was part of my motivation as a principal throughout the years. I used to tell them during the class meetings, I said, guys, if I do my job correctly as your leader up here, this will be more than just coming to school for you. This will be a lifelong experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to be your best experiences, you know, whether it's college, going on, military, whatever, traveling. But I want you to look back at that time that you were here in charge of nation. And I want this to be some of the most meaningful experiences you've ever had. And Jerry, in saying that, I've been doing this long enough now that now those kids are not having class reunions. Yeah. So we had 2011. <laughs> 2012 was actually celebrating the night. The 96 was up there. And it's so cool that those kids, they remember. Mm-hmm. And even when I was an admin down at Mumford High, you know, I was an assistant principal at Mumford High from 05 to 08. I'm sorry. But, well, (laughs) so shouts out to Cougar Country. I'm doing great stuff down there, too. But in saying that, as a leader, I've always been intentional and strategic in trying to make sure that my students had experiences um, similar to what I had. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Mr. Glass and that team. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I I loved being a high school student back then. And, you know, Mm -hmm. in the 90s, we didn't want to miss school because we were scared we were going to miss what was going on Yeah, well, we didn't have the social media. So if you wanted to stay in the know, that's where you went. Mm-hmm. That was the social as you actually talked to people. But even with that, this was something that in my um, older years now I reflect more because I'm sort of that part of my life. I'm more like a central office, community, things of that nature. But I remember Dr. Tim fight when he was superintendent and when I was up at um, principal at Covington High. He said, Marcus, what's remarkable about what you guys are doing at Covington High? Y'all have the best teacher attendance, the lowest teacher turnover, the best student attendance. I mean, he was going on and on and on. When, you know, folks were looking at score prize one, two, three, U.S. News, they were looking at the accolades. But as I drilled down deep and I thought about it, I was like, man, we have a culture. Mm. We have a place. It's an experience for people. Because teachers didn't want to leave. You know, if they come to my office, I have their pictures on the wall. The students, they wanted to be there. I remember some kids, they I mean, it was just, so from a leadership standpoint, being able to cultivate those experiences, man, has been great. So sharing that in Covington, my 
why the reason why I'm enthusiastic, the reason why when I mean I moved to Middle Tennessee in 2015, was able to come back uh, right at the right time of where mm-hmm. we're at, is because I truly believe in this community. I love it. I mean, those yeah. that know, and for me, it's like, hey, I don't wake up feeling like I have to go to work every day. Yeah. I wake up like literally jumping out the bed, like, all right, what are we gonna do today? Because yeah. we've had, I mean, we've had our rough sp- um, patches in our community, but the pride of what, if you wanna see what this community is about, man, see Charger Nation on any run, whether it's a baseball, basketball, football run, you got all these, once again, folks coming together from different backgrounds. Even when we had that alumni night yeah. uh, back in August where we had the Cougar alumni and the Charger alumni, mm-hmm. that's Tipton County that I know and love. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of visitors we had that was part of the Blue Oval leadership team, I invited them out, different ones, they were very, Pleasantly surprised. I'm like, y'all, this is what we do. Yeah. This community has more of what connects us instead of what divides us. So in saying that, you know, being very blessed at this point in time that our generation, um, the love that I have for this community and the opportunity that has landed on us, I really feel like if we cohesively bring all these pieces together, man, we can rewrite or enhance everything about this town currently and for years to come. And that's, yeah, that I, excites me. I, I agree. I think, though, that just like you said in the very beginning, I would challenge former alumni from mm-hmm. the area yes. to come back and you know bring their skills, their knowledge, their money back mm-hmm. to the community because it is an opportunity here for it. And, you know, we've had an opportunity. We've been approached by other uh, – one of my businesses was even approached by a couple different communities wanting us to go there. Mm-hmm. But it, it well, like the Covington Comic Con. It was a big deal trying to get the location, right? right? right he was right. helping us out with that. Mm-hmm. And it's because – me, Tara, and Josh, or at least me and Tara, were adamant <laughs> that we wanted to keep it in Covington because yes, that's, that's where we're from. Right, this right, is where right. we want it to, to benefit. Right. But I think other people need to have that same uh, – I shouldn't say that, uh, other people. There's plenty of people that do. I'm just saying I would challenge people that aren't necessarily from here to invest into the community mm-hmm. and, and help, again, with that positive growth right. that we want to manage. And I think right now it's the timing. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, I'm not a hypocrite. I love short leave. In the early 2010s, to move to Texas, North Texas, which is a great experience, and I moved to Middle Tennessee for six years. That honest six and a half, that literally prepared me for these moments. Now, like a lot of concepts, things of that nature, mm. I'm not um, anxious about those because I've been blessed to be a part of those. And so, for our alumni, just folks in general, I think it's about timing as well. You know, unfortunately, during that run at Covington High, we were putting our kids by the boatloads for mm. universities, but uh, Miss Peggy Murdoch and I, who was my tag team partner, we still communicate to this very day. We were up communicating late last night. We knew we were graduating kids that at the time would never come back to Covington. Mm-hmm. Because unless you worked at the hospital or if you worked in education, we really didn't have the jobs yeah. to yeah. do that. I mean, there's so much alumni. Like, so with our Tipton County Schools Endless Possibilities campaign, when you look at how many folks that have come out of this area that are doing great things nationwide, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. So part of that campaign is showing people that, hey, look, we have had great people that have come through here. And part of that now is now is we have this great opportunity, these 30,000 types of jobs that impact our region. Taking what we learned from the past mm-hmm. and mild, um, blending that with what the potential is now and getting it right. And like I said, building it our way, building it the Tipton County way, building it in a way that aligns with who we are our core values and our culture in the community, 
Um, I just, I'm, we got a great chance of doing that. So. Well, let me pivot it a little bit and ask you what advice you would give somebody. Like my son is 17, Jude, mm-hmm. right? He's a junior at Covington. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, every month he's interested in this. Well, maybe he's interested in that. And to be honest, if you had asked me at 17, all I cared about was taekwondo at the time. Right, right, right. If you'd asked me, that's all I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, and I like <laughs> dancing. But anyway, that, that's literally all I was going to do. So what direction, what advice do you give these young folks coming up that are 16, 17, 18, and are, I, I, I don't want to use the word scared, but nervous about selecting a path and then being like, I don't know. I'm a father. My son is 15. He attends Barlett. He'll be a 16-year-old in February. So I'm going through this very thing mm-hmm. as a parent as well. So I'm talking to him and I'm talking to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, stay flexible. The thing is, you want to make sure I'm blessed in my career. Initially, I wanted to be an attorney. My mm-hmm. undergrad is in history and political science, mm-hmm. and I love to talk. So I uh, didn't make a high enough LSAT. I think you've been a good lawyer. My daddy, hey, my daddy was like, hey, you got to work while you're at home, da-da-da. Luckily, Mr. Isaiah Davidson, Mom from Middle, shouts out to Mom from Middle, Gold Cougars. Mr. Davidson gave me a job, and I fell in love with it, and I've been doing it ever since. Cause mm-hmm. I really, That's not what I plan on doing. So with that being said, allow yourself the flexibility to, to pivot. Mm-hmm. But if you choose a career, when you choose a career, try to align it to the things that are naturally aligned to your core value, your character, and your passions. And I'm lucky, like I said, with me, I don't look at work. I mean, the hardest part for me going to work is just getting these old achy <laughs> joints, literally to go on. But once I take a good shower and I get stretched out, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. It's like, so sharing that, I mean, when people have, and I'm quite, I know you enjoy doing what you're doing. So mm-hmm. to your son, to young people in general, take advantage of our School Links data dashboard, which has a plethora of opportunities to explore interests and careers. Um, visit, ask, intern. We're working on some things um, with local businesses for internships. I, I was just fixing to say, mm-hmm. we offer internships here. Uh, now well, we, I will be we, wearing you out we do soon. We do a couple a year that are paid, li- right. limited pay. But, I right. mean, honestly, the experience, even unpaid, right. is worth it, I think, for a lot right. of them. So that's what I would push for. So even with my own son, he loves STEM, but he likes law enforcement. So a mm-hmm. um, friend of mine, I mean, my girlfriend, she was formerly FBI, you know, reset us some things that, hey, he can – um, during the summer, we go up to Boston, Massachusetts, different parts that he can shadow mm-hmm. and ask questions. My dad is heavily involved with um, a lot of the things, fire service and law enforcement here. Just utilizing tangible and intangible mm-hmm. uh, resources to make sure that... Well, your dad's busy. I yeah, see him all the well, time. Well, hey, but, that's, but in, in that, to answer that original question, yeah. making sure that we expose our kids to many different opportunities. And then whichever one you land on, just make sure that you... Um, do you do diligence on Yeah, I have one more question sort of along those lines for you. I'm curious your opinion. And you don't have to answer because of your existing position where you yes. work. You may not want to respond. Okay. But you made, you, com- <laughs> you, you made a comment about the LSAT. Yes. I personally, so it's all bull. This is my opinion. This is my personal opinion. <laughs> the LSAT, the uh, ACT, the bar exam, uh, all of it's bull. Uh, so, look, I took the bar exam. The LSAT, I didn't get the the greatest score I wanted. Luckily, I had a good uh, uh, GPA. Yes, they looked. So I managed to get into law school, right? Now, I was on the waiting list, and some people that watch this know this. I literally got in, like, the week. I got accepted the week before classes started. <laughs> And I quit the sheriff's office and this whole big deal. Anyway, <laughs> so then I do law school, right? And I did it like a job. So I went down there. I worked. I was 30, 30 or 31 at the time and uh, did it like a job. Went and did my stuff. I didn't do extra stuff. And then you come to the bar exam, which is another threshold barrier to become an attorney. Man, that thing about whooped me. Right? I know. <laughs> now, fast forward. 
I've been a lawyer now working on eight or nine years, I think. And I, again, I toot my horn, but I think I'm pretty decent at it. And it had nothing to do with the LSAT, the bar exam, any of that. So here's the question. Mm-hmm. What do you think about standardized tests? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe when you are in Rome, you do as the Romans do. So with that being said, in life, there are um, um, gates sure. that regardless of whatever your professional career is and in life, those are there. Yeah. So my opinion, as long as they are there, prepare yourself to be able to succeed in that. At least that's why I teach my son. That's the rules I'll It's a good about. answer. But that's just that's honestly how I feel. But I do agree with you, it's more skills-based. Yeah. So I really see a shift as we look at the Gen Z, millennials, a lot of research that I do with that, is that that shift is there that a lot of folks, some jobs that require degrees, when you and I came out of college mm-hmm. and came out of high school, they're a little more flexible organizations, particularly some of the innovative companies, Mm -hmm. to look at more about your skill set. You know, can you work with others? Are you creative? How do you handle pressure? Things of that nature. So where we're at now with my current capacity is, okay, yes, we got to prepare for this said test, but making sure that we're drilling down and providing supports to grow those um, soft skills, Mm -hmm. those 21st century tech skills or work skills, make sure we're intentional in doing that. And doing that in my household with my son as well. Yes, sir. And I really think those are opportunities. Conflict resolution. I mean, it's things that go, in my opinion, that go across discipline. Mm-hmm. So as a law enforcement, as an attorney, as a teacher, as a principal, there are certain levels of conflict resolution. We've sure. got to understand. You can't go off the handle every time something doesn't go your way. Yeah. Well, um, that's something that I think a lot of folks nowadays struggle with when they get their feelings hurt, you know, right. different stuff. So how we were we... in a different world when we were growing up. Right. You, know, you, you had to give just as good as you got back then. Right. And, but even with that, like, as a parent, I try to um, – I still hold my son super accountable, and our family is a very, you know, our family, we hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. But also, what I've learned as a principal and even as a leader now, listen a little more. Because I really feel like young people, they're smarter than what we give them credit for. Sure. But sometimes we don't give them the avenues to express that and show their creativity. Mm-hmm. So as a dad, it's certain things I, even now, personally, go through with my son, that I have to stop and say, okay, did you listen to him? And then we'll go back and, you know, the lesson I may want to be, hey, look, we're going to finish something we start. Mm-hmm. But listen to him to come up with ways, okay, look, we're not going to do Taekwondo anymore. You're not going to have extra time on your hand, buddy. Mm-hmm. Let's explore some things that we're going to um, transition to with this time that you have. Makes sense that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. And I really feel like as a principal, hopefully that's one reason why I have great relationships with most of the kids that I've worked with. Now they're adults throughout the years, mm-hmm. like your brother. But on the other end, I really feel like our generation, Jerry, was cheated because oftentimes we weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where if you look at leadership, yep, you have boomers, you have millennials, and I really feel like us in Generation X, we're sort of kind of missing it, from, for lack of better words. And I really feel like some of that is that we weren't always given the um, opportunities mm-hmm. to express how we were. And the thing is, I spent a lot of time with that now, not only leading the younger folks, but even going back with my own peers and helping them with career and workforce development as well. Mm-hmm. Because Unfortunately, we just didn't have those things in place. So, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, no, it, no, it does. No, much, but you can fine. see that. You, I, you can I, see I, that. I, gap, I, so. I get the place for standardized tests. Yeah. I just I struggle because of I was not good at standardized tests. I'm still not. Yeah. And uh, some of my ch- couple, I have four children, and a couple of them have struggled with them. And yeah. I feel like they a lot of times, uh, and I would say this to anybody watching, 
your self-worth shouldn't be tied up in anything like that. There are some people that are super talented at things that it's hard to measure. You know, my daughter, for example, one of the most talented artistic people I've ever, she can paint, she can sculpt, she can do hair, makeup, she does nails now, she can make anything, super talented, has no interest in monetizing it. Uh, with everything I think of, is how I'm going to monetize it. Right, right, but right. but it, so it's hard to measure that metric with her. But she's super talented, and so I just hope that other people realize: look, just because you didn't get a good grade on an SAT, ACT, or LSAT, or whatever it is, it, that's not necessarily a measure of your self worth. You just got to find your path. And that's like. that's a lot of the work that I do yeah. in a nutshell, helping find that path. And we're in the novice stages, but what encourages me is that when I go to different parts of the state and different convenings. And shout out to um, Tiffany County Board of Education, Dr. John Combs, Marty Burleson, the board for creating this position mm-hmm. because this is other places don't have yeah. this role that I do that right now we're in the novice stages, but ultimately that sweet spot of what you're talking about is, hey, finding out exactly what are our kids' talents and what are their likes mm-hmm. and then providing them the supports they need to get to that threshold. So let's face it, for some of my students that want to go and be chemists, or coders, or um, um, certain engineers, doctors, et cetera, making sure that we have the resources and the pathways in place to truly support them, to get them to that point that they can kill that ACT. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you want to go into the military, make sure we're intentional in the supports with that as well, to kill that ASVAB. Mm-hmm. Or on TCAT, uh, for your TCAT or community college, that we've equipped you enough that you can blow that certification test out the way. Unfortunately, there are gateways gatekeepers for every career that we sure, talk about. Sure. But I think that we can do a better job, and I know I challenge myself personally to make sure that take all these different points and make sure we're offering the supports and the guidance for said pathway. Mm-hmm. Make sense? It does. Right, and it's well, kind of well, far out a little and, bit. And, and, and I, I want to tell you this, Mr. Heaston, I have great respect for you and your family. I think y'all are great in the community. You're always positive. I don't know that I have ever met a Houston <laughs> that had any kind of negative attitude. And so, you know, like Michelle Allen just said, uh, Marcus Houston, thank you for all that you do to guide our younger generation to be better equipped to guide our future. But look, man, like regardless of what your job position is, as all these you bounced around, part of why I think you've been successful, you've got such a good attitude. Well, thank you. And if nothing else, I think that's a great example for other people to emulate. Well, thank you. Well, that was drilled into, if you guys know, you know my dad and myself, the OGs, the originators, know my grandmother, Blue Beast. Mm -hmm. If you grew up in our household, um, that's just the energy. I mean, that's the energy. I was just talking to my dad before I came in, and um, one of my favorite quotes is that opinions don't create change, but examples do. Mm -hmm. And growing up with us, Hard work and continuous learning, things of that nature, Jerry. That's just what we saw. Our grandmother, yeah. the same way she was hard, she taught 54 years yeah. <laughs> in government city schools um, in part Tiffany County. Um, when we got home, it was constant learning. It was constant like, okay, if you made a mistake, we reflect. How did we grow? How did we learn? It was always a positive attitude with our parents. Like I said, my mother had three kids at age 24. My da- she and my dad at both 24, at 24 but... We remember her working at the health department, but studying to take a real estate exam. Mm-hmm. We remember Pops working at Charms and uh, World Color Press, a volunteer firefighter, but at Shelby State studying for his EMT, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's just all that we saw. I really am reflecting. I don't remember my parents being lazy at all. Mm-hmm. It was either work, take care of the kids, something with education, and church. Mm-hmm. We saw that every day. Yeah. 
And that goes back to that quote. Change is not from opinions. Everybody got opinions, especially now with social media. It's yeah. by the examples. And that's just something our grandparents, um, our parents, my sister and brother and I, my cousins, we try to emulate those examples for our children as a leader. So thank you for that. But that was intentional, man. It yeah. was just, and, you know, our grandmother, um, and it's just sort of like a Houston legacy. Our thing is when we die, man, I tell my own son, I want my cup to be empty. I want it. When it's time for me to check out, hopefully mm-hmm. I got it at least 40-some more years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the 50, mm-hmm. depending on modern science. But just know that um, whenever it's time to check out, that cup is going to be empty. My grandmother was the same way. My pops is the same way. My parents. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, well, I think that's a, that's a great message. So tell folks uh, how to get a hold of you, how to follow up on this information right. you're giving. All right. So with uh, workforce development, um, the quickest ways is that if you click on um, our Tipton County Schools website, if you had checked it out, shouts out to Phil Ramsey for a pretty cool video, um, giving an overall view of where we're currently at in Tipton County. So mm-hmm. you can go to www.tiptonkountyschools.com. Hopefully I got that right. <laughs> but it, just Google it. Is it .com.org? It's one. I think it's .com. I got so many. But if you go into the Google search engine, Tiffany Tiffany County County Schools, Schools, Tennessee, and if you click on that on the Parents Peace School links, which I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, you can click on School Links, and it gives you an overview of that. Cool. Right now, um, believe it or not, I just started social media now a little bit over a year ago. But being intentional uh, with communicating, as my son was telling me, Daddy, Facebook is for the old people. (laughs) I try to make sure that I post um, things on on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, We have a great town hall meeting coming up. Um, um, Every um, quarter, I have a community summit and directly in neighborhoods. So Mm -hmm. to go back, so how to get, you can either go to our Tipton County Schools website, hit me up on social media, uh, Marcus Houston. It's Marcus Sean Houston on Twitter, but Marcus Houston on LinkedIn. And on Facebook, and when you go on, and I'm leaving the breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Right now, hey, Mr. Easton, what about four? They're not hiring yet, but I got a QR code. Click on it. Register to get updates. Mm-hmm. Hey, what can I do if we want to get those type of jobs? One of my former students, well, Mr. Easton, I just want to work in the warehouse. I'm like, listen, there will not be a warehouse. Yeah. If you ever seen the Avengers movie, this plant will make 65 electric vehicles per hour. Yeah. It's, human, got, ro- it's got robots. Human stuff. machine, yeah. human hands does not touch it. It's like mm-hmm. Tony Stark putting on the nano, what is it, nano green? What is nano it? Suit. The Na- nano suit. The nano suit. Yeah. It literally, <laughs> these trucks, I mean, this production, it go, it's completed in one minute, and it drives itself off of the assembly line and parks itself. <laughs> so in saying that these jobs require... From the entry level, TCAT, TCAT, TCAT. You can go out there. Th- Shouts out to Dr. Yolanda Jones and Amanda Heath and their team. Well, Katie Fisher just posted the link on the Look, comments. 16, so. fr- 16 um, month programs. You can get your industrial maintenance certification, your machinist certification, um, your electric vehicle, and welding. Those mm-hmm. are the top four things that you don't have to wait two, three years. These are like now. I'm begging people. So you follow me on social media, you'll see TCAT, 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 TCAT. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I work with with the current students at the high schools in Tilted Counties, we're trying to get them what's called EPSO opportunities, early post-secondary opportunities. Those students that feel like, hey, I don't want to go to a four-year school, but I like work. I want to hit the ground running. We're trying to get them as many certifications in high school. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking two years or 16 months to go through TCAT, we can have you just about ready when you graduate or a couple of months away. Yeah. 
So even even with that, if you are a um, currently, if you are the TCAT, right now, some of the reports that I was told last week is that Unilever are paying some of their don't quote don't misquote me on this. I'm just saying allegedly what I heard. Thirty one dollars an hour if you have certain um, industry certifications from TCAT. FedEx is only paying twenty. So yeah. somebody I was at the barbershop earlier this week. They was like, dude. It didn't make any sense for me to go to FedEx in Memphis, make $20 an hour, now I can make $31 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I said, ha ha, you got it. Mm-hmm. So with four Blue Oval, our current work population, Unilever, Deadfield, Charms, et cetera, Mueller Brass, Fittings, um, this is causing a scallop. Yeah, they're so going to have to step up to the plate. And they, I mean, I, I'm seeing things, mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm seeing things that allegedly on certain shifts you can make $24 an hour. Mm-hmm. The $31 an hour with the industrial certification. Um, I was working with them. Um, we were taking our guidance counselors this time last year on tours at Mueller Fittings, and there were certain guys that's on the floor with certifications that were making over $100,000 a year mm-hmm. with a high school diploma and certifications the last two years because they said, hey, look, we know – we have to scale up because of what's coming. So in saying that, I look at that as an opportunity for our community mm-hmm. that, hey, look, wages are going up unless you are mentally or physically handicapped. There is absolutely no excuse to be living in poverty in Covington, Tennessee, and Tipton County in the next three years. And I said, I'll look in the camera and say that. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse. Yeah, You got folks now, if you got records, you got all types of expungement um, um, events, you can go to the state of Tennessee, Governor Lee and his team, the General Assembly have put up a lot of things to give folks second chances. Shouts out to American Job Center, Brandon Armstrong, mm-hmm. um, I think Stephen Sulfur, several folks with Safe Harbor. Being, I mean, it's, it's so many opportunities, even for folks that are aged, that life happened. Yeah. That you can pivot, get your record clean, things of that nature, so you can take advantage of this. But I challenge our generation, if you are not physically or mentally handicapped, there is no excuse to live in poverty in Covington, Tennessee in the next three years. Zero. Period. That's a good message. Sorry. No, you good. When you invite me, those always tell people, look, if you invite me, uh, I, I agree. No I agree to, with you, and that's a challenge. That's you know, a challenge. there's no a, excuse. No excuse unless you are physically mm-hmm. or mentally. There's no excuse. That's what. That, that's no the excuse. key, though, is you got to people got to work. You got to put forth some effort. Yes. But I think that the effort, uh, the amount of effort, or is elderly. I take reduced. it back. I'm sensitive to the elderly, but yeah. you know, I tell. I mean, if you've paid your dues, but if you are our age, the barrier younger, to entry to to be financially successful is is I think lowered around here now because of the opportunities. And the thing is, I know intentionally on my end. Um, and you asked me a, a, another way that how people can get in contact mm-hmm. with me. I believe if, hey, look, because here's the thing. We got, and I tell my team at Central Office all the time, y'all, we have good folks that's working 12-hour shifts. Sometimes they can't make it to every school event rehab. So we got to be intentional in going to them. So shouts out to Pastor Sean Moses and Canaan Baptist. We had a um, summer summit. You got to the entrepreneurial thing. Yes, there. and then we have an event coming up this Monday at Greater St. John where we have multiple people that encourage entrepreneurship, but also with economic development, home ownership has to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Because right now, rental properties are already starting to rise in our area, and I've lived this in Texas, and I definitely lived in Middle Tennessee. Um, in the next few years, um, if you're paying minimum rent, that won't be the case here in Covington in the next few years. Mm-hmm. So instead of sitting up and belly aching about it, what are you going to do to get prepared for it? So I'm happy you asked. So we are partnering with um, Patriarch Bank, 
um, here in Covington. Shouts out to Queen Shaw. They have a program that's set up for um, first-time buyers that they will pay, if you qualify, set, give you $7,500 on your down payment for your house. They're going to have that set up Monday night for our event. We also shouts out to Ms. Teresa Griffin and First South Bank, uh, First South Credit Union, and Atoka. A lot of times people think credit unions, they think of Navy Federal mm -hmm. and just down in Memphis. I'm like, no, we have a credit union right here in Tipton County mm -hmm. called uh, First South. So what she and her team, they will be set up Monday night as well, that anybody that's in attendance Monday night, they're going to waive all fees for opening a checking account or opening a savings account. So if you show up Monday night, so I have a lot of my former students at Covington High that are now making $1,500 a week, some cases, with overtime, on the construction site through all mm -hmm. three. Shout out today. They know who they are. I'm so proud of them. I tell them every morning. So the next piece is now we take that money. Nothing wrong with splurging a little bit. Get you a pair of Jordans and a couple of nice outfits, but you don't need 200 pairs of Jordans. <laughs> so what this series, this next summit Monday night, is designed to do is that we're going to have all the experts in banking, insurances, things of that nature, to give you advice, to give you strategies on how to take that money and start a building for the future. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to be renters here in Covington. We want you to be homeowners. Yeah. So with that, if you are starting out straight out of high school, you're making your 50000 60000 a year, hey, look, you're not going to get the Max Groove Mansion straight out the box. But um, Teresa Griffin and her team from First South, we're going to have people on site that will help drop six-month, 12-month, and 18-month savings plans with folks that are attendants. Like mm -hmm. I said, all fees are free. Um, if they, where we're going to encourage, and I'm going to encourage during my speeches, guys, if it's no more than preferably 10% of your paycheck each time you get it, no more than $20 a month, let's put it in these accounts and let it grow. Yeah. And you build your accounts up. You build these things up. These are the things that lead towards home ownership. Mm -hmm. Queen Shaw, uh, shouts out to Miss Willie Mae Cheney, and now they are Cadence Bank. Bank Corp South formally, yeah. really for our winter event, we have programs that are set up that if life happened to folks, hey, I've been divorced. Life happened. <laughs> life happened. Yeah. The pandemic happened. Yeah. That if you need to clean up your credit, things of that nature, we have people on site Monday night in these next series that can help you out as well. The end game is that, hey, look, with better workforce opportunities, better economic development here in Covington and Tifton County, once we have those things, how do we properly reinvest that in our community? And I think that um, – becoming homeowners, um, having our insurances set up, um, your savings, just your different investments. Mm -hmm. To me, those are the foundations for a strong community. And I feel like we got a chance right now to get this thing right. I agree. You got, you got me motivated. Go. Well, that's the truth. I mean, the thing is we got a chance. So that'll be Monday night. Keep an ear out. Uh, we plan on having those summits uh, monthly. I mean, not monthly, quarterly. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, right now, shouts out to um, New York Life. They will be a sponsor Monday night event. They will also be providing dinner that night. So, for people that come up, we got about 300 Domino's pieces and some goodies that we're going to serve. Uh, shouts out to Patriot Bank and Queen Shaw for offering these services. Like I said, $7,500 towards your first home. Yeah, that's along great. Along some other things, that's great. And also with the credit repair that she may offer and uh, Willie Mae Cheney, Miss Willie Mae Cheney and Bancorp South and Cadence. And then shouts out to First South for helping folks waiving fees mm -hmm. to help them establish lines um, of credit with the bank and set up checking accounts there. If you have great wages, Steady banking history, things of that nature. That's 
that's that's the winning formula, man. Yeah, that's planting seeds for a long term. Man, that's that's legacy. Yeah, that's legacy work. Well, Marcus, I appreciate you joining us, man. I had a lot of fun uh, with you. Well, <laughs> man, it's time already. Next time, well, I got to go to trivia, I'll, I'll which you it. can come to. I'll pick it. You I'll can, pick you it. can come to the trivia. Tonight's history. Oh wow! <laughs> but man, look, Jerry, thank you, man. Anytime. Um, I love what you're doing for our community. You and I have a lot of off the record, not since off the yeah. record, but conversations, sure. man. And it's just a good time to be in uh, Covington. And I think so, right too. Now, well, and, and a lot of it's because Listen, we got good folks like you. Well, you too, and yeah. other folks, man. So let's just go ahead and tell our time. So I'm in a whole bunch of us, yeah. man. The timing is right, man. So let's, let's get it. Well, thanks, Marcus. I appreciate you. And we appreciate all you guys watching us. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe across platforms. We're on podcast platforms as well as all the social media. I got a TikTok. We're trying to get to 20,000 followers on TikTok. We just got monetized, so I'm oh, excited wow. about that. Yeah, right. on TikTok. Not because of Josh's dances, though. <laughs> and then don't forget, N.A. the band has uh, Wonder Girl out now. It's available on all platforms. It's free, 100% free. He's talking about all this free stuff. You can get a good, uh, good music there. It's very good. And then, of course, Michelle Allen, who's apparently been watching this whole thing. She's commented several times. She's oh, your wow. go-to in the area for, for realtors. We're talking about buying houses. Hey, She'd be glad to help you out. Hey, Megan, if you're in the neighborhood Monday night, come on out. We got yeah. uh, my guy John Burnett to be out. I mean, look, we're just trying to start a movement. Uh -huh. We're just trying to start a movement in the right way. So, Megan, if you hear this, come on out and you know see if we can uh, partner with your group as well. Yeah, she, she's uh, <laughs> sponsored us for a long time. It's when we got these fancy mics. Uh-oh. And then uh, Mason's Higher Tay Martial Arts been uh, serving the community since 93. We'd be glad to have you. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. We can start uh, you on your own black belt journey. And then, of course, The Cellar. I'll be there here shortly. Tuesday night, Trivia Night. Live music every Friday night. Great menu every day. Opens at 4 p.m. We'll see you guys at The Cellar. And then, last but not least, Mason Night Digital Marketing. We'd be glad to uh, help you accelerate your brand online or otherwise with marketing uh, tools, etc. So I will not be live next Tuesday because I'm having surgery Thursday and I'll be bedridden for seven days. But I think I'm interviewing Ben Dickey tomorrow okay. to pre-record to put next Tuesday. So you guys can tune in for that. Ben's always fun. Good yes, longtime friend. Alumni. CHS yes, alumni. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Thanks for watching and keep kicking. Thanks for watching guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.